The work of this church in the world is realized through the generous financial support of all who call this place home. Along with the gifts and time and talent, ours is a shared ministry. You have a role to play here. Church membership is open to all. For more information, go to uusf.org. I haven't been here very long, but I can tell you, this is a very special place. You know it in so many more ways than I do. And even though, I, as I reflect on this past month of sharing during Sunday services from Richard Davis Lowell, from Andre Vera, from Millie Phillips, Reverend Lori and Mari Magaloni Ramos. Honestly, I am blown away. There is so much life and so much of the good in life here. Even amidst the suffering, illness, war, tensions, and violence that seems to be nipping at our heels, the spirit of this church is palpable. You can see it in the friendships that overflow when memorializing cherished members of this fold. Richard's reflection about Ronald Hugh Shear made me want to behold his designs that turn emotion into tangible expression. And what a poetic way to think about our covenanting turning emotion into tangible expression. It starts in trusting your gut and verifying your thoughts and feelings while also looking for every opportunity to step into generosity and praise for others like Andre named earlier this month. You as a group committed to exactly this work in, conversa in conversation yesterday for hours. As you pondered the existing covenants between small groups, the board, and the staff, and gave feedback for our process this weekend, I heard very clearly that many people like that simple poetic statement we use every week in worship. James Villa Blake wrote it while he served both the Evanston, Illinois congregation and was a driving force for the Western Unitarians in the 1890s. It is a testament, testimony to his poetry that goes straight to the heart of who we are, that so many congregations say something very close to this every week. So in the questionnaire, some of you got, um, a lot of you gave uh, feedback to us, and some of you got into reframing that language with an eye toward greater inclusivity that I appreciate. Someone suggested, love is the spirit of our covenant, and service is our expression of that love. In fact, love and respect were the most common words named in the questionnaire that dozens of you returned. 
Peace was a close second, along with listening, helping one other, sharing, and repairing relationships. I can see that so many of you get it. And deepening into this sense of relationship has been very healing and insightful for me this weekend. I can feel my whole body relax when I stop to really take this good news in. There are people of faith working it out, committed to graceful grounding in our deepest beliefs. Freely committing to acknowledging good intentions and paying attention to the impacts, even while so much of our world needs more love and more insight and more resources. In my heart and in my dreams, community is a place where I hold and hone my best self week after week, naming it and occasionally proclaiming what that best self is that I want to hold myself accountable for so that I can live into loving kindness, to easily open to compassion, and to notice every single spark of joy and creativity that is abundant in our midst if you just look for it. In this context, as Mari so beautifully put it, accountability is love, and love is liberation. Those ingredients that you offered last week during the time of all ages, hope, action, community, humility, onions, wasn't sure if that meant tears or flavor or burnt offerings. Commitment, respect, trust, love, faith, ceremony, honesty, service, promise, laughter, freedom, accountability, attention, compassion, joy, prayer, spirit, those ingredients and many conversations and thoughts make up this luscious ambrosia that can make us, in Mari's words, robust enough to run towards each other, making space, the Kairos kind of space for each other. That gives me goosebumps. Deep listening that gives us a sense of resourcedness to move at the speed of trust. In life, there will be times when bad moods, difficult circumstances, and just raw pain create this sense of oops or ouch or woe here. The covenant that we are uh, naming this morning aims to be a living guide to how to juggle those hot potatoes and come around right together 
finding love and commitment right here. Good morning. Before I begin, I need to name as an Egyptian-born woman who is the mother of two children born of a Jewish father and an Arab mother, that the events in Gaza are weighing heavy on my heart. And whenever I am especially in a space of prayer, that is what I, the prayer for peace for all consumes me. And I felt unexpected relief on Friday when we drove up to the church and I saw your ceasefire now sign. So I appreciate that you all have the, yes, thank you. I wanna thank you all for your invitation to be here this weekend. It is my third time at the congregation in 12 months. So I appreciate that you all keep asking me back. I was here over the summer collaborating with the Black Indigenous People of Color Caucus to offer a retreat to the Bay Area Unitarian Universalists who are part of the global majority. I returned this past weekend to facilitate the covenanting process. What an honor and a privilege it is for me to journey with you all in these ways. This weekend was truly beautiful to experience, not only as a faith leader, but also as a Unitarian Universalist and as a human being. Don't get me wrong, at times it felt like herding cats. And as a Unitarian Universalist facilitator and religious educator, I'm not only an expert at herding cats, I've been the cat and part of a group that needed the hurting. So I deeply, deeply appreciate that one of the gifts of being in a Unitarian Universalist community is that we are always invited to bring our whole and authentic selves and our ideas at any given moment to the community we love. And because we hold so many different opinions, ideas, experiences, and beliefs, holding space for affirmation of the complexity of all of these truths can indeed feel like herding cats in the most beautiful of ways. So Friday night, you're a, group, a smaller group of congregational leaders that included most of your board I asked everyone, what are your hopes? What are your questions? And what bubbled up is, well, we're unclear how this is gonna work. And what about the people who aren't here? And if we, can we really do this in just a day and a couple of hours? All very fair responses and reasonable questions. And one of the things I do wanna address here this morning is for those of you thinking well, what about me? And what about the people who weren't there? How could you come up with a covenant if every single person wasn't there? The beauty of having a community that you are a part of and care about is trusting, trusting that other people will represent the needs of your community. 
Not all of us can be everywhere all the time. So trust is crucial to a loving faith community. The groups that were there Friday night and your leaders on Saturday, a larger group, I think 46 is the number, that attended, are a deeply, deeply thoughtful group of people who I could feel the love everyone has for this community. They came together and talked and asked questions, and I will tell you, came up with a beautiful covenant based on the one you already read each week. One of the phrases, the, the um, ideals I live by is, it comes from Zen, Zen Buddhism. How we do anything is how we do everything. This was present this weekend in this process. Everyone who participated, including the ministers and the leaders, were demonstrating the exact covenant that ended up being birthed yesterday afternoon without even knowing it. People came together and gathered in the spirit of love, of peace, and affirming every single person and affirming each other. Here are the five questions that the group gra grappled with for just about six hours yesterday. What does it mean to be held in community? What does it mean to be in community and feel held? What does accountability look like? What does love feel like? What does it mean to dwell together in peace? What does it mean to seek truth in freedom? The responses to these questions through small group and large group discussions and wordsmithing led to the covenant that you are invited to try on for size and revisit at a later time. And covenants are living agreements, never meant to be static or stagnant, especially in a Unitarian Universalist context. Revelation is not sealed as Reverend Sonia said this morning. Our covenants are not sealed. I am so very proud to have been a part of this truly awe-inspiring process. I will now invite Madi, who is part of the Healthy Congregation team, to read the result of the weekend-long covenanting process. I love that this is here while I read the covenant. It's living and it brings me life and it's a real honor to actually be able to vocalize what this uh, beautiful community right now came up with um, to hold each other and give each other life. Thank you for the honor to speak what the community says. This is our Unitarian Universalist Society of San Francisco Covenant. In an effort to make the world a better place, 
We support each other's journey to seek truth with openness, curiosity, and respect for different perspectives and paths. As love is our spirit, we commit to respect, accept, listen to, and support each other. We hold ourselves and each other accountable by continually assessing our individual and community actions toward living into our covenant. This will include speaking up when someone's actions are not aligned. We commit to be in community with openness and loving kindness, acknowledging our own biases and different perspectives. We welcome the newcomer. We commit to building trust with each other. We celebrate differences and make space for repair when harm occurs. Amen. Thank you so much for that beautiful music. So I'm grateful to our facilitator, Asia Hauser, this, for this weekend and, and all the facilitation that she did, and the staff that supported us, Alicia Coover, as well as Emma Wakeling and Reverend Sonia, everyone that came together on Friday night as our leaders, as well as our congregation members yesterday. If you were here, either Friday night or Saturday during the day, will you either raise your hand or rise so we know? So if you have questions, those are the people you turn to. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> they did a fantastic job, didn't they, of creating a congregational covenant? Oh my goodness. This is some of my favorite work to do with congregations is holding that liminal space of discernment and process. I love the anxiety that builds up that goes, are we going to be able to do this? What's this look like? How are we going to do this? Are we going to have an end product? I love holding that space because I love trusting in process because it has never failed me. Never. We've always come together. We've always been able to find, no matter what community of Unitarian Universalists I've been part of, we've always been able to come together and find that spirit of the congregation. So I'm sure you're asking, now what? What happens next? How will it be used? What about those who were not present? So I'd like you to remember our story from all ages earlier this service and look at this covenant as under construction. Part of being under construction means testing it out, living into it, seeing if it works. This means it's not set in stone. And even when we get to a place of maybe it's more permanent than what it is now, it will never be set in stone. We will not carve it into our spaces or into our community. It's a living, breathing document. 
living, breathing words. We also know in construction of this covenant, it's not perfect. We don't expect perfection. However, in our testing it out, living into it, and seeing if it works, we do need to discern whether or not there is anything missing, whether there are values that have not been named, or whether or not we need to be more specific or general. And this is what we'll do over the next few months. We'll provide opportunities for people to engage in discussion and offer feedback. We'll have our Healthy Congregations team, who are Mari, Athena, Papadakos, as well as Liz Strand. And our ministers use it when harm occurs and see if it guides us in repairing the harm. Well, we'll bring it to our new member classes and have people who are considering to become a member discuss it and see if it works for them. We will bring it into times where we are gathered for congregational meetings, as well as times in worship when it will be important to lift up how we are in relationship with each other. And at some point, we'll determine, we'll reach a point where we have decided whether it works for us or not. And if it works, then we'll adopt it, and it'll still be under construction. And if not, then we'll form a team with the feedback and create an updated version. And at that point, we'll decide to adopt it. Knowing that we are of faith, that believes in continuous revelation, we also know that whatever we adopt will again be always under construction because it is not meant to be something we adopt and put on a shelf and just admire it from afar. A congregational covenant is meant to be used, questioned, lived into, loved, and constantly evolving as our community needs evolve. So for now, I encourage you to lean into what has been created, asking yourself the questions, does this work for me and help me understand how to be in relationship with others in the congregation? What is missing that I feel is important? Can I try this out for a little while and see how it fits, see how it guides me, both in the congregation and maybe out into the larger world? Be in a place of curiosity and exploration, engaging in conversations about the words, about the intentions, about the actions this covenant calls us to do. And I want to share it one more time this morning, so I'm going to wait for, there we go. Thank you, Jonathan. And I want to shout out to Jonathan, who created this slide this morning as we created the covenant yesterday. So thank you for doing that. In an effort to make the world a better place, we support each other's journey to seek truth with openness, curiosity, and respect for different perspectives and paths. As love is our spirit, we commit to respect, accept, listen to, and support each other. We hold ourselves and each other accountable by continually assessing our individual and community actions toward living into our covenant. This will include speaking up when someone's actions are not aligned. We commit to, being in, we commit to be in community with openness and loving kindness, acknowledging our own biases and different perspectives. 
We welcome the newcomer. We commit to building trust with each other. We celebrate differences and make space for repair when harm occurs. Beautiful, beautiful. Reverend Vanessa and I ask for you all to create something that will guide our work and help our co healthy congregation team in their work. I offer gratitude again for taking on the challenge and joining us in creating a community that is committed to being in relationship with each other through challenging and joyful times. May it be so.